Hi, Jenny. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, so this is uh, Mark Littlewood and Jenny Jepson from uh, Go Agile. Um, Go, uh, Jenny's going to be talking at Business and Software Conference Europe uh, in just under three weeks um, about Agile. And one of the things I'm really excited about um, with you, with you, Jenny, is how you have taken something that's uh, taken the kind of psychology and the and, and the softer stuff around people and put that into a very kind of scientific framework which helps people understand what's going on within people's in, in people's minds and people's brains um, and helps them really understand in a in a genuine way and it's it's something that software people can have have issues with sort of some of those softer things so um, I'm really excited about um, you know you you speaking but um, give us a little bit of back background about you and uh, Sure. Um, my background is actually in communications and, and leadership, changed leadership. I worked a lot with leaders in, in the U.S., helping them with new strategies, new communications, uh, new products, all sorts of things. So doing a lot, a lot of sparring with leaders. And uh, I uh, sort of ran into Agile. I was sitting on a board of directors with um, Pollyanna Pixton. So those of you who are listening may know Pollyanna. She is one of the leading, I guess, uh, agile thinkers, maybe even in the world. Um, but at the time, she said to me, Jenny, are you ready for a new challenge? And I thought, oh, okay. And she said, hey, I've got this think tank. I'm going to do it in London, and it's about agile. I thought, okay, great. I know nothing about agile. I have no idea what it is, but I trusted Pollyanna. So I thought, all right, I'll do a little background and see what I can find out. What I found out is that this was the answer to all my prayers. All the <laughs> <laughs> oh, change and communication and bringing people together and high performance and involving and engaging people are, are in Agile ways of working. So I started working in the Agile space, really focusing on the communication and collaboration part. Um, and what I quickly found out is that I started sort of banging my head up against the wall. People didn't really want to listen. They said, you know, Jenny, that's really great, um, but that's all the soft stuff. So we're focusing on process. We don't want to pay for any soft stuff. Um, and I got really frustrated about that. Um, I thought, you know what, I, I want to prove that this works. I want to oh. prove that there is science behind this. So, of course, there's a lot of psychology out there, you know, positive psychology, um, cognitive uh, therapy, all sorts of things out Made there. Made up in the pub psychology as well. Yeah, lots of psychological studies, but I thought, no, you know what, that's not, that's not going to be good enough. I need to have hard, hard science. So, I started doing some research and came across um, the Neuroleadership Institute. And it's, uh, it's an organization that's focused on teaching neuroscience to business people, basically, and helping them use it in the workplace. So I took a six-month study of the brain, basically, um, and learned all about how we are wired, um, how we're motivated, the parts of the brain that lights up under certain circumstances where you can see the blood is flowing in the brain. And this was the hard science. So you actually see um, where oxygen was flowing in the brain and what that means when different parts of the brain have oxygen and other parts do not. Um, and this research was 
has only been possible in the last 10 years or so because the, the technology has now allowed that type of research to happen on living, breathing people um, in various circumstances. So you can actually see the amount of blood flow in the different parts of the brain. So this wow. was the science that I was looking for. Um, and since then, it's just been a wild ride. Um, certainly, I think um, leaders are more enlightened uh, about how to involve and engage teams in changing to agile ways of working. And this has really been the focus of my work. So that's a very long uh, way of introducing myself and, and telling you why why I'm so crazy about the neuroscience behind this. Oh, that's fantastic. That really um, sort of so builds on some of the uh, talks and the work that Kathy Sierra's done and, and the talks that Kathy Sierra's done at uh, Business of Software over the years. So uh, no, it's, uh, it's exciting. I think um, people underestimate how important humans are in the whole software thing and I think we've always been very keen to um, help people understand that piece much I think uh, this yeah. isn't a conference about code um, it's really a, a conference about how uh, people interact how teams interact how people interact with software and, and you know all of those those sort of things so really really exciting really yeah. exciting so yeah. what what's the biggest mistake that people make from your perspective when they kind of embrace agile what's the what's the thing that you wish they would think about before they start mm, maybe the biggest mistake is trying to implement everything at once um, our brains just don't work that way it's too overwhelming um, and maybe the second biggest mistake is that somebody besides the teams decide that they're going to an agile way of working so that the the team members maybe don't feel that they have a choice. <laughs> and what we know about change in the brain is that if people don't feel that they have influence in the decision, that they don't have an opportunity to contribute to the decision, then the brain actively resists because um, in our brains it's perceived as a threat. Change, change of any kind is a novelty to the brain. And that is the same as coming across a bear in the woods. We don't know what's going to happen. And so our automatic response is to say, no, I want to get away from this um, possibly dangerous thing. So if we can involve and engage people in the process, then even if they don't completely agree, they won't actively sort of go against it. Um, they are more willing to try. And the other part of change is that we can't do it all at once. Just the way we work in Agile, where we chunk things down and do it one step at a time, we need to do the same in a change process. And what we've seen is that you know, um, for, for teams implementing Scrum, going from traditional waterfall ways of working to Scrum, within three months, they're doing all the ceremonies. They're, they're working in an Agile way. Maybe they're not, they don't quite have the mindset yet because it's still developing a new habit, but they're doing all the processes. So rather than try to get them to do it, hey, go to a scrum training and then the next day, suddenly off, oh, we have to do all uh, every ceremony and create the backlog and do all of that. No, just take it a step at a time and let the teams decide which things that they're gonna do first. Um, yeah. And within three months, you'll, everybody will be doing everything. So it's not that long, and there's a better chance of success.
Okay, fantastic. What um, what would you like to learn from the people at Business of Software? Oh, that is a really great question, Mark. <laughs> That's why I ask it. <laughs> uh, I would love to learn their experiences, their frustrations uh, with their own sort of um, management group. Uh, right now, I'm fascinated by the actual physical environment that people are working in, things that work well and things that don't work well. Um, maybe can I share a little story? Yeah. Uh, okay. I did. I did a talk uh, this past week with a group of leaders. It was a management team. Um, who who is and they have been working agile, um, and they're trying to get. Better and better. So they're they're working on how to be better leaders, basically. So when I walked into the room, um, the room was set up uh, in long, uh, long tables, like a school room, basically. So long tables with chairs. Uh, oh, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but I wasn't starting, so I thought, no, we'll just wait and see how it goes. Um, so their uh, leader kicked off the meeting, and and then she introduced me. So, um, but the funny thing is when, when this leader was getting ready for her presentation, um, people were coming into the room and they, I heard comments like, oh, what are we in school? <laughs> and, oh, this is okay. And then I heard one guy say, do you think we should move the tables? And I thought, mm, I'm just listening. And they all <laughs> sat down very nicely, like in school, all in a row, waiting to hear uh, the presentation. And I got up, and before I even sort of introduced myself, I said, so what about the tables to them? And they just, it was silence. And I said, hmm, this is what I heard when you came in the room. And I repeated what I had heard. And I said, so why, why didn't you move the tables? Silence. <laughs> Why didn't you move the tables? Well, we didn't know if it was okay to move the tables, or maybe somebody liked the tables that way, or we didn't know if we had enough time to move the tables. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> this is fantastic, because it's all the same things that we hear when we adopt any kind of change, or when we're pushing to change the status quo. It's the same sort of excuses. We don't have time to do this. We're not sure everybody wants to do this. Um, maybe this is the way it's supposed to be, and just because we don't like it doesn't mean we should change it. So <laughs> anyway, we had a little discussion about that, and, and I said, okay, go ahead and change the tables. And it took them exactly <laughs> six and a half minutes to change this room, and they were, I don't know, how many people doing it, but it was uh, it was really funny and kind of eye-opening for me That's to think nice. that, okay, here's a group of leaders who've been working with the, the theory of how to involve and engage people, how to give control, how to make sure that people have the competency and clarity, but yet the environment is still sort of putting these constraints around us that we don't feel free. It's so deeply ingrained in our brains that we don't feel free to just challenge the setup of a room, for instance. So we've got a long way to go, sort of overcoming all that hard wiring that we have in our brains. Mm -hmm. uh, so getting back to your question, I really am interested in the forces in the environment that teams are working in that either support 
you know, great ways of working um, so that teams can can do the work that, that they want to do. Mm. Um, and things that are in, in the environment, the actual physical environment that sort of send different messages or prevent them from doing that. So I'm, I'm doing some, I guess, research. So I, I'm very, very curious about that. Right now. We should find some, yeah, we'll find some willing victims, I think, to, uh, <laughs> to talk to you about that. Um, actually, we have a reception on the uh, the first, uh, or the, the night before the conference starts. There's a, there's a dinner on the, uh, on the middle, on the middle day, and everyone, everyone goes to that. But um, we're having a reception at Redgate Software, which is where I'm Based and this is the fabulous snorting horses room. Those are rosettes, by the way. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Tell me about that room. <laughs> physical this, environments. That this, is fantastic. This, this is an extraordinary environment, actually. So um, you can see here these are Redgate horses. So that's all the all the rosettes. And then you've got a lovely horse there, and the table is made of straw. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Grass. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. So, also, uh, these are the these are the lights. Wow. So that's one room. So I'll take you next door because this is another interesting environment. Great. As soon as you ask for the tour, um, this is camelids. Something to do with camels, and it's just being souped up. You see that? Oh wow! <laughs> That is fantastic. Camels and I oh. think they're going to have shish, uh, shishas and all sorts of things in here probably at some point. So that's um, that's where the Redgate um, reception will be, night before down there. And um, yeah, you can come in and meet some meet some fun people here and talk to them about uh, culture. And I have yes. to say, yes. Um, How many people do you expect for the conference? So our capacity is 200. So yeah, we're, we're heading in the right uh, right way. I think we'll. Um, I know it's. Um, I would expect it to be around that. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're seem to be going really nicely at the moment. So, um, and also just announced, um, or just about to announce. So this can be the announcement. Um, a workshop um, the day after boss. So we've got a half day workshop with a lot of um, government. Um, procurement people who, I mean, government in the UK is embracing agile like you wouldn't believe. Um, I mean, it's just kind of come in like a, a, a wave and a revolution. So, um, will be actually uh, the, the, there'll be a number of government people kind of at the conference, but um, we're then kind of putting this little group together to uh, to talk about how to sell software and services into or get get government to to, to buy. Um, and so that's going to be a really, um, a really good fun thing as as well. But uh, what's extraordinary is the amount of money that they're saving by adopting an agile methodology and by working with smaller suppliers as well. Yeah, that you know, seems to be a real, real revolution. Um, yeah. And Agile now has been uh, sort of mainstreamed, I think, or at least uh, around long enough that people are comfortable. And again, you know, to tie it back to change in the brain, when we see that things work, um, yeah. then then we can also jump in and and go with it. So yeah. no wonder. No, I agree. Well, look, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see you in uh, see you in person. Um, uh, you're you're coming in on the you're in on Tuesday, aren't you? So. Uh, yes. 
Fantastic. Um, so really look, really look forward to seeing you there. Um, do, do feel free to tell your friends that uh, you're going to be over and uh, should come along. Um, because uh, you've obviously got uh, a really interesting network of smart people who are looking to learn a lot uh, smarter new things from each other. <laughs> and those, are, those are exactly the more kind learning of from the people attending than they will learn from me. So I'm really looking forward to it. Brilliant. Okay, Jenny, um, have a fantastic weekend. Really appreciate you um, eating into the end of your day, particularly as it's a holiday in Denmark. Um, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you very soon. Can't wait. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.